liftoff and the clock has started. Pixel Life. This is episode 178, recording February 13th, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing uh, the first Nintendo Direct of 2022. Uh, some new dinos dropped this week. Uh, we've got some Activision Microsoft exclusivity to discuss, and to do this, uh, with me as always, Shannon. Man, did I have a week more. Oh boy, uh, yeah, it's not even over yet, and uh, you know we get the we get to cap it with a Super Bowl today. Mm-hmm. I eat some uh, phenomenal high cholesterol, high fat foods. Yep, and uh, and yeah, my, my man's got the Lipitor locked and loaded. We're doing. <laughs> oh, this. I doubled up. I doubled down already. <laughs> I'm good to go. Give me all the fatty foods. Give me uh, my heart is just like I am cleared for as much damage as you're possibly going to give me, and I'm going to mm-hmm. test that theory today. I, and I expect it. That's you're doing the Lord's work out there. Um, yes. Also joining us from a whirlwind 36 Cal- 36 hour California adventure, Justin Cat Von Carter. I know it's your boy. I actually was able to make it to California without hitting a tire this time, which was pretty nice. nice. Um, got my tattoo. It's all. Yeah. Not as creepy and stuff. Came out really nice. I posted it in the Discord. Um, I, do, I also I do, pre- I do enjoy the blue. The blue is very nice. Also. Yes, the blue does pop. Mm. And uh, I, I enjoy the fact that, you know, the for the intro, you know, we got the three Ds for the podcast. Directs, dinos, and delays. You know? Yes, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're doing these things. Triple, triple D. Uh, not just Guy Fieri anymore. Um I do. I don't have a shirt with flames on it, though. Sadly, it's. I mean, that 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 that, that, mo- that moment had passed. I mean, Shannon used to have shirts with anime dudes in flames on them that he would get all day, every day. Yeah, what, do mean, what do you mean, did? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. What's hey, in that I'll, closet I'll t- behind you, Shannon? Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. So my anime shirt style has changed. Thank God, mm-hmm. because like I don't know if I would be able to keep a girlfriend uh nowadays with my style choices i had back in my teenage years just so people are aware he is currently wearing an anime hoodie <laughs> so that's this. fine that's, but it's that's very tasteful fine. it's very it's, it's a tasteful, tasteful sweater yeah i mean like before it was like back in I, when i was like debate. 17 18 <laughs> like it was big boobied anime chicks on the back of like you know those plastic shirts that they would always like sell at like uh what was it um Pack Sun, or you know, back hot in the topic. day, or yeah. Hot Topic, yeah. I mean, that was my entire wardrobe uh, back then. Like it was, you know, and I have since toned down in my older age, and now it is just, you know, eyes. And <laughs> so we, uh, I, I have a, I have a distinct memory of being at the Valco Mall with mm-hmm. uh, a mutual friend of of me and Shannon's, Luke, and we were at wandering through the hot topic as one does at like 19 or 20. And uh, there was, do you remember this? Shannon Shannon might've actually had this shirt. I'm not sure. 
it was a button up shirt with mm-hmm. a huge Megatron print all over it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was horribly tacky. But for some reason, I really wanted it because it mm-hmm. was Megatron and mm-hmm. that seemed cool to me and uh i i pulled it down and i was going to buy it and my friend luke who at the time was like the biggest metal head in the world uh fronted metal bands and all this stuff and he turned and looked at me and was like that is the dumbest thing i've ever seen and you will never <laughs> wear that and i'm like what are you talking about i'm gonna wear it all the time he's like just give me 30 dollars so i can light it on fire in front of you <laughs> That's that's what you're doing right now. And so being properly shamed, I hung the shirt up, never, never looked at that direction again. That was the beginning and end of my button up anime screen t- uh, shirt life. I, w- I would say he did you a solid because I went to that same hot topic with my buddy Rob, who is a little bit more into the anime scene than the metal scene. Oh, Rob is uh, you think. Justin and Shannon were bad. 20-year-old Rob was uh, neck deep in, in that anime life. Like, not, I mean, not only... He bought the Megatron shirt. Don't get me wrong. He walked in, and that was like an insta-buy. Like, I could not... like he It flew. It like gravitated off the shelf towards... It just like landed <laughs> on his face, and he bought it. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, if you're going to get Megatron, I'm going to get Optimus Prime. Mm. So, I mean, like... I mean, we were like two cool dudes rocking uh, Megatron <laughs> and an Optimus Prime shirt thinking we were the shit... <laughs> so, so cool so cool yes we are what was it? our drip was real as the kids would say yes. <laughs> you two are like walking through the mall holding hands in front of wetzel's pretzels and shit, like, <laughs> fucking wearing your mansion shirts uh, oh dude <laughs> uh, rob, rob listens to this show too i can't wait to hear the text messages that you get shannon this is gonna i was gonna say not only does he listen to it but everybody in his department listens to it as well <laughs> so, i mean apple is gonna be a flurry this week of uh <laughs> oh yeah if you if you want if you want uh great 20 year old rob uh nuggets hit that discord up and me and shannon <laughs> will will definitely share some stories <laughs> Remember, oh, remember when he went like 36 hours playing Suikoden 3 like straight? Like it was one of those yeah. things where like I, I remember going to his house and he had been like two hours into it. And then we showed up like literally two days later and the room was in way worse condition. And he was like 60 hours into the game or something <laughs> like that. And we're like, did you sleep? Dude, like he just just a wreck. I'm like, what are those like? I, like, man, how did you do this? Like, yeah, dude had maybe yeah. gotten like four hours of sleep in three days playing just playing Suikoden. Like, it was yeah, nuts. I mean, vi- video games were his jam, and like you know, mm. being so close to Golfland, which were all the hot new video games yeah. dropped. Um, I mean, we lived there during summer months. Oh, Sunnyvale I mean, he... Golfland, Sunnyvale Golfland. Yeah. Uh, so people that don't know, Capcom. US used to be based out of Sunnyvale. And so the Sunnyvale Golfland arcade was where they would test all the new arcade machines. So like they had Street Fighter before everyone. They had like all the, you know, X-Men Children of the Atom before everyone. So you would just go there because that's where the new hotness was going all the time. And yeah, that that arcade. Whew. I remember when they got all the cool like Korean uh uh dance dance knockoffs like they had the the hand movement one that i don't remember the the guitar freaks arcade cabinet mm-hmm. the taiko drum 
cabinet like oh man that arcade was so good yeah that whole wall like that like half of it was just like ddr and like Mm -hmm. music machines and then the other half was just either like uh what was the the one time crisis and then then they had all the street fighters and the you know street fighter versus x-men or capcom versus marvel and then they had um over in the corner they had like the star wars section where it was just like that tie fighter uh x-wing thing and then like the lightsaber duel thing like they had a whole bunch of crazy stuff over there Mm. um yeah it was a good time good times and then uh in the street in in like the younger days like early high school days uh when street fighter 2 was still a thing remember when they came out with the the hyper edition mm-hmm. but for for there was like two months there where it was just like insanity like there was a hyper edition where if you were blanca and grabbed someone to do the bite you turned into ryu and did a dragon punch like super slow that took over half a person's life bar <laughs> off and stuff you would go up through the screen throwing fireballs the fireballs yeah, would curve up and down stuff. like yeah that, yeah i lost man. a lot of quarters dude that shit was the wild west like when you think about that like <laughs> it is just nuts like you were just getting picking up by your ankles with quarters falling out they were just shaking us you know like and and i was ready to give them more i'm like hell yeah Chun yeah Lee but then Chun Lee turned into bison this shit is amazing like, but then it wasn't good enough to play at there because like that's where all like the cool kids went so then i went down the street to valco again to tilt because tilt was downstairs mm-hmm. at valco and then you could play there nobody was there and oh, like no, I mean, no they, I mean, they got the machines a little later, but like still, like you could go there and you could practice and get good, and then you could go back and get your ass kicked by the good kids. <laughs> and, and and Shannon literally means kids. Like you would go get your cheeks handed to you by like a nine year old Korean kid that was just like sitting on a sitting on a Street Fighter machine for four hours. No one could beat him. Like it was insanity. But mm-hmm. uh, how did we even get here? Anime shirts to golf? I don't yeah. Know. Pretty much just how it goes. It, it always goes that way. <laughs> totally. See, Justin, you missed the heyday of arcades. Was... I did. Like I um like I did go to arcades and stuff, but they I guess they weren't, you know, it was at the nineties, so you know it wasn't the, mm. the hotness then home consoles had kind of taken over at that point. But I would go to castles and coasters and play like the uh like I said, I used to really like the cruising world. Oh, like yeah. arcade cabinets and stuff like those, those were my favorite racing arcade cabinets until they came out with the mario kart gt whatever fucking ones and then that became my new favorite nah, see that's some that's some dave and buster shit like once once things hit go to the dave and busters level like i'm kind of out you know like i miss the the og arcade experience give me like tapper tubin you know all that shit well yeah i mean back <laughs> in the day, it was like you know everyone played the was it the the teenage mutant ninja turtles oh, yeah, and there was yeah. the, the x-men one and the simpsons arcade cabinet one with the group and shit and i always liked uh like i would do the super mario brothers the old school super mario brothers one and stuff with like did you, friends did, and stuff. did you guys see that the uh the x-men six player uh beat him up turned 30 this week oof yeah, how's that? How's that feel in the bones, Shin? I I think my hip just dislocated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, it, fuck, man. Like, what is what is? I, I don't I don't know if this applies to Justin, but what is your like arcade like standout moment? Like growing up as a youth, like what is like your most impressive like feat at an arcade that you remember? Um, 
Hmm. That I remember. Uh, playing Sp- the first time I played Spy Hunter. And I want to mm-hmm. say I played it because it was the one cabinet that was available. Uh, at the time, it was Aladdin's Castle arcade in, in the Sunnyvale Town Center. And um, the all the, the Simpson machine, the T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle machine, they were all taken up. And it was just like, I only had a small window of time. So I'm like, oh, I'll play Spy Hunter. It, it looks cool. There's cars. You blow stuff up. And I had no idea what I was doing. But somehow, in that first run of Spy Hunter, I made it to, like, the fourth level. Like, nice. I played that shit for, like, 25 minutes on one token. And it was just, like, in the zone. And I've never been able to do it again. Like, I went back <laughs> and later. I'm like, oh, I own this machine. This is going to be great. I'm going to beat it this time. No, no. I made it, like, t- five minutes and died the next time I played. <laughs> I was like, but for this, that one second, I was just in the zone on Spy Hunter. And it was amazing. Um, the other one is I did it when I was in the seventh grade. Uh, so this is 91, I guess. Uh, we did a birthday party at Aladdin's castle and all the machines were free. And, Ooh, okay. we, and we beat a group of four of us beat the Simpsons arcade machine. That was, nice. that was rad. Cause you could just continue and go continue and go. And it was like, so that one got beat and narc, got beat and <laughs> it was like all these beat em ups that are just made to take your money. Like mm-hmm. people just were on a mission to knock as many of them out as we could. Cause every mission, <laughs> everything was free. That's rad. I, I think mine is right as like Terminator two came out. So it probably had to be what, like 89, I think is when that one came out. No, 90, no? that was, ni- that was 91 90. too. I think 91. Yeah. Okay. So 90, it was like right around that somewhere. time. Because uh, the the shooter, you know, the shooting game, uh, the Terminator 2 Rise of the Machines uh, or ah. whatever uh, came out. And uh, I remember we were at Tilt, uh, me and my buddy Matt, and we were playing and we were on a mission to beat that game. Like we had, you know, uh, saved up all of like our allowances for like a couple weeks and we were just like, we're beating this game. I don't know why, like we decided to, we did. Um, and we were playing it. And we were kicking butt and like we were going through quarters like at a decent click. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was getting close to closing time at Tilt. And I remember there was a group of people around us watching because like nobody had ever gotten as far as we got in that game. Because that was another one of those games that was just Mm -hmm. designed to take your money. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were towards the end of the game and we were like, oh, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. We got to get there. We got to get there. And these douchebags at Tilt just when the time hit like 10 o'clock. They just cut the power to like every machine, oh, and we were like, on, we were on no. the last box, and everybody was just everybody around us was like, "What the hell?" And we were like, "No, dude." Oh, I mean, I was probably eleven, awful. right? And we were just it was like the worst thing that could happen to us because we just like lost like weeks of our allowance to beat a game that like we didn't even get to see the ending to, yet oh, alone beat the final boss. And I didn't no, even. And there's to- no YouTube. You can't like go like see the ending. And no so and like i didn't get to complete that game until maybe like 15 to 20 years later when like nickel city was around and like people were like oh let's go to nickel city and i was like i haven't been there in forever so like we'll go there and check it out t that game was there and i was like i'm finishing this game right now i just i mean i don't even have a compulsion to play it but like other than you know this is just pride at this point so i just straight up put in probably two dollars worth of nickels into that game and was able to beat it and yeah but close the chapter in my life (laughs) uh that's rough yeah dude that's rough 
nagged me for years. I remember Nickel City, me and Carlos uh, went there as shithead teenagers, and they had a jukebox, CD jukebox, and we put <laughs> on all of the horrible feedback songs that are off of In Utero <laughs> in the jukebox. Cause it was real. So it's playing all this, like, you know, for the time, like mid, mid-90s, late-90s hip-hop, some like rap rock shit, you know, Limp Bizkit and all that stuff. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden on the radio comes like radio friendly unit shifter. And it's just like, <laughs> it was great. Uh, I blame you personally for uh, nickel city closing down. Then. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll own that. Certainly wasn't the, uh, the drug dealers they had working there anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, let's, Let's stop talking about things we did when Justin was three and uh, we can <laughs> move on to the stories of the week. Uh, the Nintendo Direct happened, you guys. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it did. Dropped out of nowhere. They kind of did the like, oh, by the way, we got a Direct coming in like 48 hours. Gird, gird your loins. This is happening. And, um, and, and boy, did it happen. So, Justin... Now that now that you've uh, fallen asleep to tales of arcades from bygone eras, uh, what what uh, what jumped out at you from this? I mean, well, one, I need you to know that I love hearing tales of Zach and Shannon's restless, <laughs> youthful years of being little vigilantes running around California yes, causing yes. trouble. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the glory days. But no, the direct. Uh, was pretty great they covered a lot of stuff that's coming out kind of beginning of this year like no i don't think any anyone who was expecting to hear about breath of the wild 2 or anything like that no. shit that's slated for end of the year was just setting themselves up for disappointment but and you gotta think you gotta think when they do that it'll be its own direct oh yeah dude that's right. gonna be like a half hour of the direct is gonna strictly be seeing stuff for breath of the wild 2 100 percent, yeah uh, but we actually got so we got uh, a game that Shannon might buy and never play, just like the original one. But uh, Fire Emblem Warriors: <laughs> Three Hopes. Uh, it's like a like Hyrule Warriors has found success and stuff, so they're now bringing that style of game into the Fire Emblem franchise, which is pretty cool. This uh, well, I don't know if Shannon will play this one. You don't really get down on the Musu games, right? Like, I mean, I I was down with Dynasty Warriors for a while, but um, okay, yeah, for a little bit. Like, I'm probably I think the last one I played was like maybe six, five or six. Uh, but I mean, it it doesn't. I mean, I want a Fire Emblem game, but I want to fire a proper Fire Emblem game, and I don't think that this is kind of in that universe. So I, I you got one though, and you didn't fucking no, I didn't. play it. I never <laughs> okay so three houses is a proper one and i did play like half of it uh i i forget what came out around that time that stopped me from playing it but you know it was a good game like it, I, it was just a bit really big game it was probably one of the the biggest fire emblem games that they've ever come out with uh so you know also, maybe also, i was a little unprepared also shannon <laughs> yeah uh, I, I don't know if you're ready for this hard truth uh, Dynasty Warrior Five came out seventeen years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, just making me feel just, old right now, dog. Yeah, that was a PlayStation <laughs> Two game released in two thousand five. So, <laughs> I, what, what do you want me to say? Like, I, I did mess. I'm with just those saying. Games I'm just saying the franchise might have changed since then. Maybe I don't there's think so. been growth. 
I, d- I don't think so. <laughs> well, now, now, they, now they include first-party Nintendo characters. That's how it's yeah. changed. <laughs> <laughs> so not much then. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. It is, I mean, it like, uh, yeah, I, I was excited when I saw Fire Emblem come up because I didn't watch the direct, so I didn't know. I just saw the, the banners that people were putting up that they were excited for, and I saw Fire Emblem. I was like, oh, yeah, please let this be another, like, traditional, like, Fire Emblem game. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, shit. All right. Mm-hmm. It's like, never mind. It's fine. But we also got um, Advance Wars 1 and 2 for the reboot that, you know, was supposed to come out last year and got delayed. And we got a new release date for that, which is April 8th. And I'm still excited for that. I really like the original um, Game Boy Advance and DS versions and stuff that we got. So I'm excited to I'll definitely pick it up. So, I, you know what? I've come around on that because when they first showed that with the art style they chose and everything i was not feeling it i was just like eh, i've played advanced wars i'm fine i think i'm good watching this on the direct though more of that art style in action moving and and seeing it played i'm i'm yeah i've turned the corner on it i can absolutely see myself picking this one up now because i think wars yeah. is fun as hell like it's it really is good and I think after with the delay and stuff, too, they were able to add actual voice acting into the yeah. game, too, which I think added a lot more polish and stuff to the game, kind of moving it into the new generation of <laughs> everyone wants stuff actually voice acted and dialogue and stuff. So that's really nice. But do you think Triangle Strategy coming out like a month before that one, do you think that's going to do it a disservice? Because, I mean, it's, it's essentially kind of like the same like tactics type game, right? It is and it isn't. Like, my thing is, so with it, I always, because Advanced Wars, when you boil it down, is kind of similar, I guess, to Fire Emblem. But Fire Emblem was always, like, the far spectrum of fantasy. Advanced Wars is more kind of, like, military fun. I feel it's also a lot simpler in terms I, of Yeah, I was I was going to say this. I was going to say the same thing. It, it's very much more on the rock, paper, scissors type of strategy than yeah. a than a fire emblem or or what triangle strategy seems to be yeah because i feel like it's a lot easier to get into and i feel like there's different markets for both and then like wargroove came out i don't remember how long ago that was chucklefish's thing where it was like a merger of basically fire emblem and advanced wars together and it did really well so i feel like there's different markets like oh you know all the square enix people are gonna flock more towards triangle strategy and I feel like most people don't even, unless you grew up in the Game Boy Advance era, most people don't even know what the fuck Advanced Wars even is. Hmm. That's, that's Nintendo's whole marketing su- scheme now is, hey, it's new to you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dude, and speaking of new, uh, we got Mario Strikers, and I that was a surprise reveal. As soon as I saw that art style come up, I'm like, oh my god, dude, we're actually getting a new Strikers on the Switch. I'm I'm excited for that because I fall into that market of I never played those games because I never had a system that would that could play those games um, when I was growing up. So I am like, I mean, I, I don't I know other people are kind of uh, cautious about getting into it just because of what they've done with like Mario Golf and uh, Aces. That's me. But, yes. But I mean, I'm I'm down for it because I have nothing to, to base it off of. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what they would do with this, another sports game. Right. I only ever play. I played the GameCube one and that was fun. I never played the one, the 3v3 one that was on 3DS. But, you know, I'm excited. I'm hoping that, you know, with all the feedback from 
golf and stuff, Nintendo will actually take that into consideration and maybe not even force like a single player mode. Just do like tournament bracket, whatever, where you can just play rounds against CPU, but you don't have to have some long blown out adventure mode that is not necessary. Yeah, hopefully there's no uh, cross country strikers. In, in there. <laughs> hit, uh, hit the soccer ball into the net and you got six turns to do it but you got to get up this fucking mountain first um <laughs> anyway the uh no the the history like to shannon's point for me anyway with golf and with aces i am going to read reviews before i get strikers i've been burned twice i'm 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 not ready to stick my hand back on that fire nintendo but i am excited cautiously for strikers and then speaking of things Shannon's going to spend money on, uh, I also revealed not only are they bringing Chrono Cross to the Switch, but they also, the big reveal at the end of the Direct was Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which, you know, is going to be Shannon's game of the year when it comes out. Between the scream I heard from Georgia when <laughs> from Robbie when they announced Strikers and then the earthquake... Uh, when Shannon dropped the elevator he was working on when they announced Xenoblade. <laughs> it was a busy day. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, um, I must have watched that trailer multiple times uh, and then almost fell into that trap of being one of those defensive weebs on Twitter about people saying it looks ugly and it doesn't look you know ready for i mean it's a i mean it's it's on nintendo it's on it's on a switch console right so there's going to be limitations already but i don't see much of a difference between what i saw on the trailer and what i played in xenoblade chronicles 2 uh and as long as they stick more to the xenoblade chronicles 2 formula i'm in on it i'm i'm gonna be excited so I can't wait for September. I think what September is when that one comes out. Is it when that drops? Uh, that's what the I think that's the date. Yeah, all they said was September. They didn't give yeah. a date, date. Yeah, I'm stoked. Six months. And then for me, my biggest uh, surprising set was that we're actually getting. Everyone was anticipating Mario Kart Nine, and Nintendo was like, "You want nine? How about DLC for eight? <laughs> and they're going to be dropping. 48 new levels in like six waves of eight courses that span all across from everywhere from the Super Nintendo Mario Kart all the way to the mobile uh, Mario Kart Tour and stuff. And they're going to like redo these levels and stuff for eight and bring them in. And I'm actually really surprised it's only $25 for literally what is essentially an entire new Mario Kart games worth of levels. Uh, well, Two points. It's an entire Mario Kart game's worth of old levels, not new levels. These are brand new levels. These are old levels. Everyone's played these. They just look pretty now. Um, two, this game is going to be over 10 years old by the time Mario Kart 9 comes out. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a Wii U game that they've pretty up. I mean, to be fair, Mario Kart's still super fun. Mario Kart still looks great, still plays amazing. Um, I think paying co costing more than this would be really not good. You know, it would it would not make a lot of sense for me. Um, if anything, this confirmed to me that they absolutely are stuck with this hardware for a while because you know that. I guarantee you they have a Mario Kart 9 that is supposed to launch on whatever the next hardware is. And 
they made the decision that that hardware ain't coming anytime soon. So we are going to go do these this instead to kind of placate the masses type thing. And I can see that, and I agree to that. And I honestly think for them, it was a smart play, though, because Mario Kart 8 is one of the best-selling games on the Switch. So you're pretty much guaranteeing the market for this DLC already exists because so many people already own this game that the buy-in, instead of paying $60 or whatever for a new Mario Kart game, it looks so much more appealing to just pay the $25 to get more levels. And also, I think super shrewd to roll that into their uh, family pass or whatever. Yeah, for the that's really thing. smart, too, to yeah. try and add more value to the upgraded Nintendo online thing, which... Because for a cu- customer like me, like we've discussed earlier, I don't care that you're adding N64 games and Genesis titles. I do not care. I'm never going to play that stuff. I don't play the Nintendo and Super Nintendo library now. I have too much new things to play. I'm not rolling back to play... Oh, hey, remember this bad N64 port of Mario? Great, awesome. Like, no, I'm not doing that. But you start rolling in the Animal Crossing, you start rolling in this. I mean, maybe they do a Strikers package. Maybe they do, you know, just pick whatever title down the line. Uh, all of a sudden, that that has value where I'm like, yeah, you know what? For the money, I'm going to get my money out of that and I'm going to do that. And it's not there for me yet, but two or three big more DLC packs for big titles. You know, if they rolled out a huge package for uh, uh, even Mario Garf, Golf, uh, Pokemon Arceus, you know, things like that. If they rolled in a huge, uh, uh, what, Shannon, when in Sword and Shield, what was the the big, the two big DLC packs? It was oh, Isle, of, Isle oh, of Armor yeah. and... Mm-hmm. I forget what the 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 frost one was, uh, but yeah, the, the but yeah, like, DLC but if they put those two style DLC packs for Arceus in that package, just with the amount of that game's getting played in my house with my kids and everything, I'm I'm probably signing up for that. Between Animal Crossing and that, now I'm in. You know, so mm-hmm. I think I think that's an incredibly shrewd move that should pay them big dividends. And and to your point earlier, too, it's like, yes, all, they are all old levels, but a lot of it is stuff that people haven't played before. And my thing is, like, I'm, I'm excited for it just because there's levels from, like, the original DS Mario Kart and mm-hmm. the Wii one that I love. Like, Delfino Square is my absolute favorite course of all time. I used to shred that shit constantly, so I would love that on like Mario Kart 8 and stuff to be able to do that again. And I don't play like I've heard cool things about tour, but I don't play mobile games. So any of the levels that are new from tour are ones I've never played. So putting them in Mario Kart 8 would get me to actually play those. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about it. I'm kind of conflicted. Just I want a new Mario Kart game uh, because I would just like to see some innovation. I just kind of feel that the mechanics themselves are a little stale and I would like to see what they're going to do to keep that franchise uh, fresh for people. And it just kind of seems like this is kind of just a placeholder while they try to figure that out, which is fine. Um, It's not going to get me back into it. I don't think anytime soon. Um, I think if you roll out maybe like a track pack from this over to nine, or you make this like a bridgeable, like map pack, then I would, I I'll try it then, but I think I'm just going to wait for nine. What what about the Disney free to play kart racer that they're rolling? <laughs> I saw I that, mean, and it looks. I'll cool. be I'll I'll be honest. As long as it plays decent, my kids will be all over that. 
Like they will be all uh, the very first thought when I saw it was like, Oh, you beautiful sons of bitches. You know how to steal money <laughs> from children. Like my, my, <laughs> like put it, put an Elsa cart racer on where she throws Olaf at people. And like, my daughter is in, like, it was just like, it, give me the, give me your credit card, dad. We're buying. She's like drifting like, around the corner and leaving yeah. like an ice trail, like behind oh, her. Yeah. Let it snow starts playing as like, you know, the ice comes <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, the, uh, that one was pretty shrewd. Uh, Shannon, can I get your take on mouthful mode? The Kirby. The, the Kirby no. thing. Dude, that took Twitter by storm. <laughs> <laughs> like, the amount of art I saw for that was hilarious after yeah. that was announced. I, I didn't even see it. So enlighten, enlighten me. Oh, oh, oh Justin, please, t- please yes. tell me. So they're basically, for the new Kirby game, at the trailer revealed Kirby... Because in this game, there's kind of real world items and stuff and kind of realistic stuff. And the way Kirby interacts with them is he eats them. But unlike monsters and stuff where he swallows them and gets their abilities, it's almost like the Mario Odyssey effect where Kirby can't exactly swallow it. So he kind of just possesses it a little bit. (laughs) And the first thing they showed was a car. And instead of swallowing the car long ways like this like you'd think the back of the car forward he goes on top of the hood of the car and wraps his entire mouth around the top of the car with his like <laughs> legs dangling like on top and is driving like yeah he becomes a car cover essentially yeah, yeah. <laughs> he becomes a car cover but then there's other items like they showed a fridge where he like swallows a fridge and then can like shoot almost like little soda cans of himself like out like bombs and stuff to attack enemies and I thought that was kind of cool. Like I said, it seems like they're pulling elements from Odyssey and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like possessing kind of items and doing whatever, which worked for Mario. And so I don't see why it couldn't work for Kirby as well. And it looks funny as fuck just seeing him like wrapped around like the, there's a traffic cone one that he uses yeah. like a spike. So he swallows like the cone, like kind of long ways and stuff. And it's just like his little egg. Like, it looks so fucking stupid, I, but it's hilarious I, I love, at the same I love, time. I love the meme where it was like, oh, Kirby's become a VLC player. Like, that was great. Yeah, yeah that was great. And then the memes of, like, instead of a, you wouldn't download a car, it's like, you wouldn't swallow a car. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, guys, Kirby looks rad. Like, Dude, Kirby it looks does. so good. Um, it, that, it, that game, every time I see it, I'm just more in. I'm like, every, every time, I'm like, yes, give me this. This looks amazing. Like, yeah. So, I'm, it did its job. I'm hyped. Uh, that salmon run mode in Splatoon three looked equal parts insane and not fun. Like it was just one of those, like, wow, this looks suck so much chaos and there's eggs and there's crazy fish and like you're shooting things and there's paint going all over the place. And then, but it it looked like almost too chaotic. Like maybe it's (laughs) rad when you're playing it, but it looked like there was just so much going on that I it was almost giving me anxiety watching it. You know? Yeah. It looks like one of those things where the first couple rounds, you would just get your ass handed to you because you don't know oh, what you're doing. 100%. And then by round six or seven, you're like, okay, I kind of get the gist of what's happening and what I need to do because you've gotten your ass handed to you so many times. Yeah. Uh, apparently all this Nintendo talk has made Shannon start playing call of duty Warzone on. His yeah. phone, so uh, no, no, it's just it like with, with Splatoon, it's, it went from something that I was excited to play and it seems like they're cramming so much other crap in there that I don't know if like the traditional, uh, you know, part that I would play is being compromised for all this other additional stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, it, it just... That was, a, that was an interesting way to not really say anything. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, you know... Well, <laughs> I, I was like, before we moved on from the direct, though, the last thing I wanted to talk about that was another big surprise to me is, I don't know if either of you in the PS1 era ever played Klonoa, but we're oh, yeah. getting... I, I played that on the OG Xbox. The big boy Xbox. Yeah, yeah. but we're getting uh, some re- two remasters of those games. And I really liked that I played the Game Boy Advance games. And then I also played one of the games on the PS1. And it's like a it's like a 3D platform, but it's like a 2D game. It's like a 2D slash 3D platformer, like so 2.5D. But you're kind of running around, like just jumping. He uses kind of like mm-hmm. wind. It's kind of like Kirby-esque and stuff but it i was really excited to see that coming back because that was a name and a franchise i thought long to be dead so the fact that's kind of getting a resurgence is kind of exciting the the amount of old stuff i mean it's nintendo that's what they do it's not all that shocking when they it's like here's switch remaster 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 um i think it's it's interesting though because of the delay in new hardware that they've leaned so hard in that direction it's really because you, you got to think that, you know, the Bayonetta's, your Breath of the Wilds, Mario Kart 9, all these things that Mario Odyssey 2, all these games that should have had sequels by now. Um, you have to think they're just holding that back for new hardware at this point, because, I mean, the Switch is essentially a 360 with with a little better RAM improvement. But outside of that, it's pretty much running a 360 base and and it's just hurting on some of that stuff now. And, and so doing remasters of PS one games, I think is a really clever way to get around this problem. Like square coming back with Chrono cross and how many square RPGs are, I mean, just basically are they remaking every square RPG at this point? Like they're dusting out the vault. They're like, well, we have all this shit that never released in the U S so we can just port that over. Yeah. You know, the tens of people clamoring for live alive. It's like, what? Like, but, but I mean, that's the thing is like with technology, with with gamers being where they're at today, is anybody really clamoring for like a traditional, like old school Final Fantasy where there's an overmap and you have random encounters that are turn based? I mean, it just seems like that whole style is slow outside of you and Rob. No, I don't. think so. <laughs> no, I mean, I, that's that's even out of my purview. Like, I mean, like I'll do like turn based in a modern setting. I want something pretty to look at, not this like eight bit like. Mess. Yeah, I. So the Chrono Cross one, we should touch that real quick. Like, I think Chrono Cross got a bad rap back in the day. Like, people hated on it because it wasn't Chrono Trigger, which mm-hmm. I understand. Chrono Cross ruled. Like, it was a really fun game, really good story, and good characters, all that stuff. The problem was the random encounters towards the end of that game made you want to just throw your PlayStation out the window and not go pick it back up. Um so the fact that they're updating it to the point where you can turn random encounters off and you can just progress through the story uh, is is a good upgrade to, uh, or it's a good solution to that problem, I should say. And my issue is this was the trailer. Like, ooh, look, Chrono Cross, remaster, here we go, trailer. It looked horrible. Like, it, I mean, it was framey. The frames were jumping all over the place. Dude, yeah, it was, it was like, very like laggy and I, I, fucked I, up. Looking I, re- I rewound it because I thought my stream was going bad. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, let me rewind this so I can watch it properly. And Because t- it looked like it was about to break any minute, you know? And and then it played the exact same way. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, <sighs> oh God. This, mm. 
and that that's super disappointing because Chrono Cross is is one of those games with those uh, with those options to turn off random encounters and stuff to take you know a fifty hour RPG and make it more of a twenty hour RPG with eliminating all that bullshit. I would I would probably jump back in at a reasonable price because I love that game. I have a lot of nostalgia for Chrono Cross. No, if it looks that rough, it can live in my memories. I'm good. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll play a PC port of it and call it a day. So. Yeah, I think Nintendo needs to get on that ball of getting the new console out. And I think that, you know, if you have, you know, the games that that whole roster of games that you just like listed off, if they drop that that console and then within the first year, they have like four or five like AAA titles that they're going to drop for it. I think you get a lot more people joining your ecosystem it's gonna be pretty impressive just give me a new console like i'm tired of like i mean like this uh, i i still have like the og like day one like switch Mm. i want i want some new hotness well i'm trust me i i bet they'd love to i bet they would absolutely love to roll something out that they could charge four or five hundred dollars for that you would be day one sign up here's my money um I, i i think they just don't have it like they either can't source the parts or so this was not the plan. I guarantee <laughs> you they were, they were planning on having something out like last year. This was not the plan. And maybe they're in a place now where technology is at a flex point where if they went forward this year with what they were going to release last year, it would already be incredibly outdated. And they're like, you know, if we just hold the line for another year, we can get ahead of the curve a little bit. And so we're not releasing a PlayStation four in 2023, you know, and, and that, that sort of thing. I mean, the, the consoles will never be the equivalent of like modern power machines as far as PC or PlayStation five or Xbox series, whatever, but they, they can't be as bad as they are now. Mm -hmm. Like they just can't. They're waiting for the steam deck to come out so they can take it apart and reverse engineer it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> by, by the way did you see I, I thought it was incredibly cool that valve released the cad files for the steam deck like that the shell of it like you can just hmm. go print one um and they're like you know it's gonna be a while before people have these uh we want or here's here's the parts list here's the cad file like you can build one if you really want to like knock yourself out you know and i, I just thought that was incredibly accessible from a company like no one no one does stuff like that Right. And the fact that they were just like, here it is, build one, man. Here's the parts. Here's what we're doing. It's all off the shelf stuff. Knock yourself out. And it's like, that's that's awesome. Like that's incredibly cool for me. I don't know. I just thought as far as like the homebrew community goes and, and all that stuff, like if I had income and no children and time, I would absolutely try to like knock one of those out. I'd be over at Shannon's house being like, Build me a case. <laughs> I know I'm looking at my three. Yeah. I'm looking at my 3D printer right now, and I'm like, soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just thought that was super neat. Um, well, we should move on because, man, we're already 45 minutes in. Um, it was a big deal around my house, you guys. I don't know if it was a big deal around your houses, but uh, the Jurassic World Dominion trailer dropped this week. It was 4K trailer goodness on my TV for about two hours straight as replay happened over and over and over and over and over again. Um, Fallen Kingdom sucked. I think I'm, I think I'm safe to say Fallen Kingdom was not good. This movie looks rad. It looks rad <laughs> as hell. Like, I'm sorry, having 
Sam Neill and Laura Dern back on screen in the Jurassic World context was awesome. Like you got new dinos. There's a Therizinosaurus. That's the one that has the huge claws. And um, which is funny because it's herbivore and it's chasing uh, Laura Dern at some or Bryce Howard, whatever, is chasing one of them at one point. And my son's like, that's a herbivore. It's not going to eat her. What are they doing? Like that, he's like super nerdy about it. Um, <laughs> there's raptors have feathers now. Um, it's, you know, blue has a baby. There's baby raptors. Which brings into question, how does that happen? <laughs> raptors are reproducing asexually, apparently. I don't know. Um, but yes, it's it, good times. I know this is just for me. I know you guys don't care, but it's... No, I, I, let me just tell you right now, my experience with it, uh, I saw the preview start with them chasing dinosaurs through a snow tundra on horses, uh-huh. and I noped right out of it. <laughs> I was just like, what? no, I, I can't. Nope. Done. You know dinosaurs are warm-blooded, right? <laughs> I do, but I'm just saying, like, it just, just the whole aesthetic, just, I was just like, nah, I don't think well, I'm going to watch this. Well, let me tell you my experience of it. This is Megan was very excited about it, and... I saw the trailer come up trending on YouTube and stuff. And I was like, oh, dude, did you see the new trailer for Jurassic Park? And she was like, yes. And was like super excited. And so I sat there and I watched it. And I was like, and I've watched the movies and stuff, not nearly as much as Megan. And like when I saw the dude, I was like, oh, dude. I was like, it's the dude from the third movie. And Megan shot me fucking down. She's like, he's the dude from every movie, Justin. Like, you fucking idiot. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, the last one I saw was the third. But, like, I knew he was from the third one. Like, yes, he's also from the first and the second one, too. But the last one he was in was the third one, which is the last uh, one I saw him in. Well, you can, you can correct Megan because he wasn't in the second one. Ian Malcolm well, was in the second one. Well, cause see, but... and that was my thing is cause he was in the first one. And then uh-huh. I remember something happened in the second one. The whole thing with the third one was they brought him in because he had experience going to the Island. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. I've never been to this Island. I went to the other Island. And so I was like, that's how I remembered it. But then yes, I got yelled at because apparently he <laughs> was also from the first one. And I did not acknowledge that right away. Hmm. Hmm. Man. But yes, we will be going to go see it in theaters when it comes out in the summer. The, the thing that's really bumming me out about it at this point is we're going to have to watch Fallen Kingdom before this one. <laughs> Why? Because because it's the only one my son hasn't seen. And, oh, okay. and he's super hyped to see the whole story before he watches this, which is fair. But that movie's just so bad. It's just so bad, and it's such a bummer. And yeah, I don't know. Megan put them both on not that long ago, just rewatching all the Jurassic Park movies, Ooh. and I had to rewatch the ending of that one again. And I'm just like, dude, this is so fucking stupid. Like, I, I know, hate this. I know. Uh, I mean, the Indoraptor. The, the the fact that that whole movie becomes a monster in the house movie is just it. It's a movie for people that hate dinosaurs. Like, they just kick you in the nuts in that movie over and over again. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that beautiful Brachiosaurus scene. That was really awesome, huh? Watch it die in a fire, literally. And it's like, <laughs> why? Why would you show me this? Like, okay, things died on the island. I don't have to watch them die. Like, you sadistic fucks. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Uh, so sad. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little of how Microsoft is saying... Hey guys, calm down. Call of Duty will not be exclusive to Xbox. 
we we are making sure Call of Duty is coming to all systems and uh, consoles, um, which I find. I mean, at one point, I'm like, you don't spend seventy billion dollars to make things mass available, but at the other hand, it's like it's Call of Duty, so you probably want to do the Minecraft thing of no, I want all the money from everywhere. Just let it pour into these coffers, you know? And if someone's been playing Call of Duty on PlayStation for the past 20 years, I'm happy to keep providing that product as long as that money now shifts from PlayStation to me, Um, which I think is what they're doing. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, I thought it was also like a dick move on their part to like release that news maybe like a half hour before the Nintendo Direct because like Nintendo <laughs> was just like we got this stuff going on guys and they're like yeah but you know we also got this cool thing that's happening uh, Call of Duty you guys like that yeah it's gonna stay on all the consoles uh so cool and you know I kind of feel like they were trying to steal some of the Nintendo Thunder which is you know fine uh you know Nintendo sure. said they're not competing with Microsoft but Microsoft apparently is competing with them so um you know that was weird but. You know, I think it's kind of funny. It'll be interesting to see, like, if there's some type of gotcha in it. You know, they're saying, like, oh, yeah, well, Call of Duty is going to stay on this. But we're renaming all of our Call of Duty franchises. And they're just going to be, like, Vanguard and, like, you know, other things. So it's not going to be called, like, you like that old Call of Duty stuff? Cool. Like, have fun with that. But, like, we're going on with a new hotness on our console. And you got to buy it if you want to play it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same kind of areas you are is why spend 70 billion dollars uh to get a, a a company that's making probably one of the most popular shooters to not make it exclusive the same thing with with sony buying uh bungie like if destiny if you're going to spend all that money why not have destiny be on just your console um why allow it to be out everywhere else um i, I just think it's I, I get what you're saying about you know taking casting a wide net and just getting all that money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's the, I mean, you, I don't know. Uh, well, I think it, maybe once they get their money back from, from the acquisition, then maybe it'll, it'll go to an exclusive. Who yeah. Knows? I think maybe going forward, like, you know, with, it would make sense to just keep destiny two is out everywhere or whatever. So just leave that as is, but you know, maybe going forward with like a destiny three or something that will be, maybe be like a PS five exclusive or something like that. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, it makes it, it makes more sense to me to not rock the boat. As far as the money coming in is concerned, I think with these established franchises, I mean, yeah. Why would I stop? people from paying me you know basically but i i agree with you going forward it wouldn't shock me at all if they spun off a new series like black ops style or something like that where that one's exclusive you know but sure you can keep playing your the tentpole call of duty every year but if you want this new hotness you know you got to come over this way same same with destiny but i think this also is speaking to both of these companies Maybe going, hey, five years from now, Call of Duty might not be the thing. Like, it's it's been waning in popularity for the last five years. And, you know, it's it, they've, they've been a little lost in the weeds on it. People keep buying it. People keep playing it. But no one outside of, uh, what was it, the game two years ago? I haven't heard anyone be like, damn, Call of Duty. Whoo, that game is so good. It's just like become the game people just buy. 
So there might be one of those like, yeah, we're not going to rock the boat here. Everyone can play this. But why don't we start really developing the next one? Why don't we get behind the next big thing that we can own? That will be ours. That will be the in-house thing. And we can try to blow that up. You know, I, I don't think Sony buying Bungie had anything to do with Destiny. It had to do with Bungie knowing how to make an online shooter. And now they've got that entire team's worth of experience that they can farm out to the Insomniacs of the world and all these other teams that don't do that shit at all. And be like, oh, don't worry. We've got the guys to make this run. So come on, we're going to parachute Bungie in here to fix this and build this out for you. And then, you know, they can go back to making gun skins for Destiny 3. You know, like it's, (sighs) I think that's really why they spent that money was to have Bungie be the make this work online team for Sony. So that would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, that definitely makes sense. And it's just, I know, like, with, um, like, Elder Scrolls and stuff, mm-hmm. after the acquisition, they kind of came out, like, people were kind of like, well, is it going to be Xbox exclusive now and stuff? And they were kind of like, uh, you know, we don't know. And then they kind of came out, like, okay, well, Elder Scrolls 6, I think we're going to we're gonna keep that one for Microsoft, which yeah, kind of makes sense. And, I mean, that's smart, too, because let me tell you what, every fucking PlayStation port they have done, of Skyrim has been like the worst fucking port ever. So I don't blame them. I just keep it on the Xbox or whatever. Like if something's going to get me to buy a new Xbox, it will be Elder Scrolls six. So for sure, for sure. Um, well, and, and Starfield too. I mean, Starfield being like the, the first thing they've made in, as far as a new product. Right. In, in God, what? 15 years. (laughs) Like, <laughs> they've had more have they had more Sky, skyrim releases than years between these projects i think so i mean you like, own i would so, not be, I, mean, yeah. I do i do own most all of them so. <laughs> um, i mean i'm surprised i haven't bought it again on ps5 yet but yeah i actually i am surprised you haven't bought it from on ps5 yet um well, all right, let's let's talk about what we have been playing. Hey, you guys, I'm still playing the shit out of Pokemon Arceus. Like, I, I can't, I can't stop. There's there's always more alphas to catch. There's always another Pokemon to do. Uh, I've I've rolled credits on the game. I am now in the post game, the the after credits time. Um, it's. I don't know why it's got its hooks in me so bad, but it does. I got to keep playing this game. I'd like to, I'd like to blame my kids, but no, it's me. I'm the one I'm playing it on my lunch breaks. It's man. I probably got 50, 60 hours rolled into it at this point. It's good. I think it just has something to do with the map itself. Cause like, you know, initially there's not a lot of places you can explore, right? It's basically mm-hmm. just pushing the story on you and you're trying to navigate through most of the stuff. But by the time you get to maybe like the fourth world and you get the, um, uh, what is it the the climbing pokemon yeah the uh, climb, uh, sneezler that changes yeah that changes the game for sure yeah pretty much i mean like once you get that one you're like okay like i can pretty much go to 90 percent of these maps now uh and you want to go back and you want to see what's there and you know what a lot of those areas and a lot of those maps they got shit that will fuck you up like i mean there are some alphas out there that like yeah. are no joke 
And, uh, and that I think is the carrot on the stick, right? Cause like right now I'm kind of where you're at. Like I'm going around, I'm trying to collect as many alphas mm. as I can so that when I roll into a boss battle or I roll into like a challenge that like, I just wreck shop. Um, I, that I, do means... have the, I do have the alpha Snorlax, which mm-hmm. I have to say is hilarious. Cause when you throw him on screen, he's like 15 feet tall <laughs> and it's like, and you're sitting there, it's like, oh, this like Walrin wants to battle. And you're like, all right, I've got a kaiju. Let's go. Like, let's do this. <laughs> Dude, getting the, uh, what was it? The Gyarados uh, Alpha in the water. Man, fuck that guy. Like, yeah. he rolls too deep. Like, so like, you're it's a three on one. And like, so you, like, you, initially you got to be kind of uh, like, you got to be sneaky with like either isolating each one and fighting like three different battles or maybe just like throwing out some berries and then trying to take on the the middle one by himself um that battle sucked but that being said like any of the alphas later on in the game like at the higher ranked places man do they suck like you can get them down to one hit point and like you will throw an ultra ball and they will bust out of that shit like six or seven times and just massacre everybody on your team because it's like one shot one kill with most of their stuff um Oh, so yeah, yeah I, that, I, I keep gets... I keep a I keep a hunter on my team simply for the mm-hmm. hypnosis ability. Like <laughs> it's my it's always my like hail mary is like I've got him in the red. I'm gonna throw hunter out there because this guy's murdered everything else. I'm gonna try <laughs> to put him to sleep and mm-hmm. see if that and see if it works. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But like yeah, the Garchomp, the Garchomp mm-hmm. Alpha. Which by the way, every Alpha in that area in the snow part is like 65 right level 65 level 70 i rolled up on this guard chomp i'm like oh i can catch him he was level 85 <laughs> i just wrecked my shit like it was just like this isn't even fun it was like just one hit ko's <laughs> over and over and over it's like good lord yeah especially when like they don't do any um the agile they just do like their straight yeah. up attack and they get like two attacks in a row and you're like okay i took one on the chin i can take this one and then yeah. like all of a sudden they just blast you with the second one in a row you weren't expecting you're just like son of a bitch it's so like i think that's probably one of the more frustrating parts is like you know i i went to get like you know a couple alphas and it took me like 35 45 minutes just for like two battles and i didn't even get one of them i just had to knock him out because he was just wrecking me so bad um but i'm still enjoying that game i think i'm getting to the point where like i just need to get to the end so i can roll credits on it and then not have to worry about like progressing the story Mm -hmm. i can just like focus on doing you know just doing all the collecting and doing the stuff that i want to do because i kind of feel with uh horizon coming out next week that you know my attention is going to divert to that one so i kind of want to get this one done yeah that's a that's a great point i've got horizon showing up on release day and Mm -hmm. uh by the way, buy the PS4 version. The upgrade's free. Um, mm-hmm. So save yourself 10 bucks. Buy the PS4 version. Uh, but yeah, I've got that showing up. Uh, I know that's going to take over my life. So that's a really good point. I need because so after you roll credits, there's a oh, there's actually like a real end game here. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those uh, it's one of those type of things. So I need to mm-hmm. see that real real Hmm. real ending before i get sucked into the horizon universe so uh, real quick uh Mm -hmm. this might be a little spoilery for people who aren't playing the game or haven't gone that far but other than the uh the electric type pokemon that you have to battle Mm -hmm. that battle sucked i don't know about you like i hated that battle like it was the dumbest battle i've ever in the game so far that's real bad uh 
and then the the ice one at the end is tough too yeah okay because, and it's tough because it stays away from you mm-hmm. so kind of like the electric battle you really have to just dodge 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 until you get the opening to throw your pokemon in like mm-hmm. don't because like the it, it tricks you the first couple lords you go against you can just pepper them with bombs the whole time like while you're dodging and so you try to do that with the electric one and the ice one and you can't like you can't mm-hmm. do that you have to just find wait for your opening to throw your pokemon in that's really the difference and yeah you will die multiple times trying to figure that out by the way so. Yeah, that's the, I, th- I think that would be like the most like souls type experience. I think I'm willing to <laughs> get into Pokemon souls. <laughs> well, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I I'll tell you right now, that's the only thing I've been playing. So there's there's really nothing new on my. Oh, end. But I uh, thought because you have on the on the sheet here that you've been playing PictoChat S period E period X period colon trapped <laughs> in another world with my ten anime waifus ten VR edition. So I was going to ask what that was, but I uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll we'll save that one for an offline discussion. It's um, <laughs> not not safe for work. Not safe gotcha. for work. Gotcha. Okay, Justin, <laughs> what have you been playing? Yeah, so uh, this week I played I played more of the Bloodborne PSX remake, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, it, well, it was a lot of fun until I I w- was in the Yarnum sewers and stuff, running around killing rats, fighting whatever. And I was running around. I had a bunch of blood echoes at this point. I probably had about seven thousand blood echoes, and I was like, "Cool." Um, and I ended up dying in the sewer because there was this giant rat and. I tried to roll out of the way and rolled into the water <laughs> and immediately died. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, all right, whatever. Well, I just opened a bunch of shortcuts to get back there faster. I was like, I'll just go back, get my blood echoes. It'll be fine. I'll just run past all the rats. It doesn't matter. But then as I'm like going back, there was this path I didn't go down. And I was like, huh. I was like, man, that could be risky. I was like, but we'll, we'll check it out. We'll, we'll see what what's down here. And I went and like killed some little wolves and did whatever down there. And I was like, Oh, I was like, there's nothing like fucking down here. Like, this is fine. Yeah, lo and behold, uh, I ran into uh, the bridge boss. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, dude. And you couldn't go back. And I tried fighting him. And then he wrecked my shit. So I lost all 7,000 uh. of my blood echoes. And I was just like, well. And then I like closed the laptop. I'm like, that's enough for today. Uh, but it's like at the same time, it's a blessing and a curse because now it's like, well, now I don't need to go back to the sewer to get my blood echoes because they're gone. So the burden of having to go pick my shit back up has been released from me. <laughs> and so now I'm like, well, now I can just go back to the bridge boss and try and fight him again and actually beat him instead of worrying about having to go back and pick my shit up now. I think it's funny. It's like you just like slowly close the laptop and then like you need a, a way to express your rage. So you just go out and like fling bird or dog shit into like other people's backyards. You're like, yeah. my life is miserable. Yours is too. I just go into the living room and start aggressively <laughs> petting my dogs. And I'm just like, I love you so much as I'm just like pulling that like where their eyes are going back like this. I'm just like trying not to cry. Um. Holy shit, that's funny. <laughs> but speaking of dogs, the other game that I also played this week, it came out this week, was Grapple Dog. Um, it came out on the Switch, as well as I believe it's also on Steam and everywhere else. But I, uh, I've i been following the game for a while. The guy that made it... Oh, God, I'm trying not to butcher his name. I know it begins with a J. 
uh, Joseph Griblin. Um, I've been following him for a while and he's made some other little games and stuff. And this was kind of like, I think one of his first real big kind of commercial games. Uh, so I picked it up and it's really cool. You play as a dog named Pablo and it's, it's almost kind of like the plot of one piece a little bit where they're kind of like not pirates, but they go around. The whole story is there was a great inventor and it was this mouse dude. And he had these four, I think it's like four artifacts that when like combined together would make some grand machine or something like that that would change the world so he like people were coming after him for the artifacts so he like hid the artifacts away and time kind of forgot about it and you end up on this boat with this uh she's like a bird person like a bird person and a rabbit and you fall and you end up getting this little grapple hook and it turns out it was like one of his inventions it's not one of the four artifacts but it's also still an invention that was made by him and this little robot head is kind of helping you through these ruins and then you unlock this door for him and then he attaches it does almost the portal two thing where then all of a sudden he like attaches his head to the big body and he is like the villain and he's like you shouldn't have helped me you fucking idiot and then (laughs) kicks you like into like the river and stuff to kill you and then your crewmates end up finding you and so now you're like cruising around the boat and you need to try and get these artifacts before he does so that, you know, he doesn't cause mass destruction. But it's pretty cool. Like the world, it's each kind of broken out into individual levels and you kind of go to the boat and you swing around with the, it's just you jump and then you can jump on enemies and then you have the grapple hook and you can like swing and build up momentum and kind of zip like up and down and you collect gems. And what's really cool is when you beat a level, you unlock time mode on it where then you could get like gold, silver, bronze, and you're trying to then just beat the level as fast as possible, which one of his other games, it's on mobile called Leap Day, is very much like that where you're just kind of trying to get through the level as fast as possible. So I thought that was kind of like a cool throwback to one of his previous games and stuff where then the objective and it kind of changes how, like, normally when you're going through the level, you're kind of taking your time, exploring every nook and cranny. But then in time mode, you're kind of like, all right, fuck this shit. And you're just trying to grapple hook swing through as fast as possible. And the levels are, you know, designed well so that it does benefit time trial mode. It's not something that was just tacked on. Like, you can tell as you go through the level, like, oh, like, this is great for, like, speed running and stuff. Like, a lot of consideration was put into the layout of this to make going through the level as fast as possible fun. Now I'm looking at this. So like essentially all the blue blocks are like things that you can grapple onto, right? Like it's, yeah. so it's, it's pretty clear as to like, you know, kind of where they want you to grapple. It's just kind of up to you to figure out how to use that to your advantage. Yeah. You can only grapple to the blue blocks Like you can't grab at least yet. I'm still, I'm only like, I'm still in the first world. I think I'm like getting ready to fight the first boss or whatever for the first world. But the blue blocks are the only thing you can really grapple onto, but and your grapple only extends so far as well. So mm. there's like a lot of instances where it's like really quickly. It's like you know, oh, you run like jump and then like mid air, and it's really good about indicating when you can grapple to stuff. Like you'll see like an almost outline of like the grapple on the block of like, hey, you're at a distance where this will connect. So it kind of gives you that nice visual indicator. So you're like, okay, run, jump, then midair, you can grapple. And then while you're still having that momentum, 
like swing really fast and then detach and it'll like launch you kind of really quick like past parts like i was kind of blowing over some enemies and stuff by getting enough momentum built up that i was just like swinging through certain parts especially when i was doing the time trial stuff that came in handy now do you or do you use like one of your joy cons to aim your grapple or is it kind of like a hot key where like you just hit a button and it just automatically shoots into that block if you just hit the button i think it automatically just shoots up but mm-hmm. if you're actually pointing with the stick, you can angle it at certain angles. And that's what's cool about the hot, where it shows you kind of where it's going to go and you can connect. It'll show you kind of the angle and stuff like that, too. So you can kind of prepare yourself for like, oh, OK, it's going to go like this way and connect here and do this. Okay. So it's really good about communicating to you as the player what's happening like in real time and stuff. So you don't feel like, oh, dude, well, I didn't know that this wasn't going to reach or like try something that isn't going to work. Like it's pretty good at telling you if you're going to make it or not. So, nice. so let, let me ask you, does the cutesy graphical nature of this game offset the like Celeste level difficulty of the game? Cause I'm seeing that in some reviews, like this game is incredibly hard. <laughs> it's that's, what's weird. It's like, it's challenging in which you wouldn't think so. Like you wouldn't, mm-hmm. like, I did expect it to be kind of like Kirby and stuff where it's like, okay, you just kind of like blow through it. And it is cute. Like I do love the graphics for it. Yeah. And like the scenes and stuff are really polished and really nice. Uh, the, but yes, the difficulty, there are parts, especially in, if you're trying to do time trial mode, which I was also trying to do, uh, gets like, not frustrated. Like there's just parts where it's like, I was like, fuck like i almost had like we were in the car and i was playing it on the way to california and stuff and there were parts where like megan was driving and stuff and it like fucked me up and i was just like about ready to check my fucking switch <laughs> out the window like i was like god fucking damn it like i was this close to gold and then i missed like this grapple and it fucked my time up and then now i know i'm not gonna get gold so i don't even want to fucking finish the level so i just want to restart it now I like and how you blame your, your fiance for <laughs> Yeah, well, it was my own fuck up, but it's like, play, granted, yes, playing it in the car is not the easiest thing either. And I probably wouldn't like record, like I was fine playing the game in the car, like not trying to do time trial mode. But when I'm under the, the clock trying to get to the end there, it did not make for a good time in the car. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right, now I just need to go back to Yu-Gi-Oh and mill some motherfuckers out, and that'll make me feel better about myself. <laughs> it's a rough week for you in video games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do do we have a shrimp fried rice update, Justin? <laughs> oh man! So <laughs> oh, I actually wanted to play that. Come no, on, no, 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 Dude, I know. my so, girlfriend wanted to play that game. She she was so, all about it. Yes, I know. So let, let me let me tell you something. I. I wasn't going to bring it up because I did. It is finished, but I will tell you right now, the end product uh-huh. that came of it uh-huh. was not anywhere near what I wanted it to be, <laughs> which it, I'll tell you right now. It wasn't my fault. It was Matt's fault. Matt did the pro. Matt did wow. the programming for. No, Matt. I'll, I'll, Matt yeah. let, me, let me let me give you some balm for the uh, Goodyear tires. Uh, tattoo you just now got on your back because Justin backed that car right and over you. He knows it's his fault. I straight up told him in Facebook Messenger, I'm like, did you fuck this game? Like, because let me tell you, because we had a week and a half to work on it. Mm-hmm. And I knew like Matt had on I think it was Thursday. He said he had a date. And I was like, okay, so that was a known thing. That obviously Thursday wasn't gonna work on it. 
because he had a date. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. But, you know, we worked really good on it Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Like, we made a lot of progress. And I was like, cool. Like, I get Thursday. You're not going to do anything. That's fine. I can still work on the art assets and whatever. And then Friday, we can tackle programming, whatever. So Friday comes around. Matt went out drinking with our friend Whitney and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So he did nothing on Friday because he went out drinking and didn't get home until like, you know, one in the morning. Saturday, he was hung over all fucking day. So he did <laughs> nothing on Saturday either. So he did nothing Thursday, did nothing Friday. And then Saturday afternoon, about three, four o'clock, he hopped on, did like a little bit, but did nothing. Mm-hmm. And then was like, oh, well, when's it due? And I'm like, okay, well, it's due Sunday, 3 p.m. our time. And he's like, oh, shit. So then got up (laughs) Sunday morning at 7 and tried to get a bunch of shit to fucking work. Well, mind you, the entire time this was happening, I did all the art assets. I stayed up till fucking 1 a.m. like every fucking night that week getting all this shit done. (laughs) Just so Sunday, like Matt's like, okay, well, because we had different elements. Like there's the fishing, which, which worked. But a lot of my animations for catching stuff, Matt's like, I don't know how to get that to work. We're not doing that. So I'm like, cool, art assets I made, getting cut, whatever, at least fishing works, and then Uh we'll focus on the cooking part. So cooking, there was cutting stuff up, and then there was, like, boiling it, and then uh, I had nuking it, so microwaving. (laughs) So you'd put the shit in the microwave and just, like, fuck it, and you have to stop it one second before the timer (laughs) goes off because that's how it always works when you microwave stuff. (laughs) And and if you don't, then I planned, like, on a nuke, like, fucking dropping on the microwave, and it, like, (laughs) Loads like open and the food's like all fucked up. Uh, so yeah, I did, and I did the art for like all this shit. Like all that was done. But then Matt was trying to get. He's like, all right, well, um, forget. Like he got cutting kind of working, but it was like shit. Like and by cutting, it was just smashing it with a hammer. <laughs> and like nothing that you caught in the fishing game transferred over to uh, the cutting. So it was just like, it was just a random assortment of ingredients, whether you caught it or not in the fishing, which was bullshit. And I brought that up on Tuesday or Wednesday. I was like, are we going to have time to actually make that work? I'm like, why don't we just catch, make it so you catch all the ingredients. And then that way, you know, all the ingredients going into cooking because you had to catch them all. And Matt's like, no, 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 I'll get it to work. And then he didn't. And I was like, I tried to make it easier for him earlier in the week, but he was stubborn and wouldn't listen. And then, of course, the day that it's fucking due, he decides, oh, yeah, I should have fucking listened to you. (laughs) And so then he like we got cutting kind of working. And then he's like, well, I'm going to try and get the pan frying working. Couldn't get that to work. Like so then boiling pan frying, like all the shit that I spent, like all my time Friday and Saturday doing Mm -hmm. got cut from the game. Oh, (laughs) so the only (laughs) thing that was in the game was fishing. And then you smash some random ingredients with the hammer. And then it's like, congratulations, you made shrimp fried rice. And it broke my fucking heart. Like when I was like, is this basically like what we're going to end up with? And Matt's like, yeah. And I I basically checked out at that point. I was like, dude, this breaks my fucking heart because so my goal is I have all the art assets. Like I made it all. I'm going to fucking rebuild it in Game Maker myself. I was going to say like. Could you actually still build it? Because the game you wanted to make, I really want to play. Like, I think that sounds a lot of fun. And that's why I want to make it. And like I said, the majority of the art assets are all already done because I did it. It's just Matt couldn't implement it programming-wise. And it was hard for me because we were using Unity, which I've used before and stuff, but it's been a long time. So it's like I was able to do some stuff, but I couldn't do 
a lot of stuff because I wasn't familiar with Unity. Whereas I'm like, dude, I could have had a lot of this done in about two days in Game Maker because yeah. I know what I'm fucking doing and I know how to make this work, but I can't help you with the programming part because I don't know how to do that in Unity or how to make this work effectively in Unity. So I have a lot of the art assets. So I've like taken some time away for like away from it because I was like, I was so mad about it for a while. Like, and Matt knew I was mad at him. And he's like, dude, he's like, I'm really proud of what we made. And I was like, yeah, I wish I could say the same. I was like, oh, I'm fucking oh, disappointed oh, by it. And oh. he knew. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry I let you down. And I was like, yeah, me too. Like, because it was a really cool idea. And I feel like if you just fucking listened to me and didn't go out fucking drinking the night before, we easily could have made all of this work and that didn't happen my my favorite part of that entire story is how you started it with like well i didn't want to talk about this and then, <laughs> and then, and then you proceeded to just like unload like it was a because, therapy session because then it was open at that point i was like yeah. i wasn't going to bring it up unless it was brought mm -hmm. up but no i do want to megan wants it rebuilt too because i'm like you know she's like it's fucking cute and she's like i actually want to play it and i was like i know and i know zach and shannon really yeah. want to play it and, and, and i think i'll, I'll be honest I think it's a game that would sell like this mm -hmm. is the type of game that I think you could have success with. Like, I think it's, it's something I could, I I'm seeing iPhone versions of this. Like, come on, man, we can, we let's, you know, TPL productions, let's do this. We can, <laughs> we, can we can make this. Exactly. So. so I do have the art assets and then I want to yeah start basically rebuilding it in Game Maker myself, and I think I can get it to the quality that I initially wanted it to begin with. All right. Well, when you got to build, let's let's talk. Well, we'll we'll get marketing. We'll we'll make All it right. happen. We can do this. Um, okay. Uh, so I think uh, we need to table spoiler talk this week because I got to wrap this up. Um, but. Uh, also, I haven't watched anything. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we, I, I'm, Justin has been incredibly generous with his time. I know we're taking him away from all of his Super Bowl preparations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's known far and wide in the, the wilds of Arizona for his Super Bowl parties. Uh, so I'm sure food preparation is happening and, you know, party prep and all that stuff. Uh, he doesn't even know who's playing in the Super Bowl, you guys. Um, I, I, you know, I want to say, is it the Rams? It is. Okay. And, and I don't and? know the other team. Oh, is it Giants? No, no the Bengals. Redskins? Oh. Hey, I'm just going to say, the Red, Redskins, have a... aren't, Redskins aren't a team anymore. Oh. But they're, they're, they're the Commanders. Not, they are not that, shows commanders. You, that shows you how out of touch. All I know is the South Park episodes where they take the name of the Redskins and they draw the dick and balls on the logo. And they're like, <laughs> we here at the Washington Redskins are like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm just going to say the Simpsons have a prediction that the Bengals are going to win 24 to 21. So. 31, 34 30, to 31. 30, 34 it's, to 31. It's, it's become the most bet uh, exact score in, in sports right now. Hmm. So... Yes, if you want to get down on that Simpsons action, you still have time to place your bets. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I guess that is a show for this week. So Justin, why don't you uh, take us on out of here? You know what, guys? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. Uh, luckily, we didn't have any technical issues like we did last week. But uh, if you want to hear some technical issues, listen to our uh technology armageddon episode from last week you know head on over to spotify 
give it a listen. And uh, while you're there, you can uh, give us a review and let us know uh, what you like. And I did catch up on Book of Boba Fett and excited to talk <laughs> about the ending and how mediocre it was as a whole. Um, but I guess we'll, we will save that for next week and the, we'll have the finale for Peacemaker by then too. So then we can cover the last two episodes of Peacemaker as well. And, uh, Zach, if, uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, Hey guys, I'm Mr. Frog. This is my show. I ate the bug. I ate the bug. This is the end. I love you. (laughs) 